is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Welcome back to Just Being Real, uh, a, a pastor family perspective on life. Man, we, we are so grateful for you joining with us uh, today, and we're, uh, well, just to be honest with you, we think this is kind of going to be a, a little touchy subject. Well, it's a tough subject. Tough. It's a tough one to talk about. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah. And that's really what this is, whether you're raising your kids, mm-hmm. or you have friends, or your parents, or family some in some sort, you know, tough love's always hard. Yeah, it is. Well, it's good to be with you guys today. Uh, I'm glad you're back with us, joining us. And uh, remember, what we're just trying to do is we're just trying to to help pastors and and their congregations, um, you Connect. know, yeah, see each other uh, in a in a in a different and more healthier life, yeah. uh, a light, I should say, and really to connect. Yeah, yeah, that's what we really want is uh, is that. So, but it's good to be with you. And uh, man, we've had some fun. We had a great, uh, great podcast uh, last week yeah. with uh, Rob, uh, Kevin, and Robin Campbell. Yep. And uh, that was fun. Man, they're they're good folks, and uh, we're just excited about their ministry they're doing up there in uh, Kentucky. Yeah. So, so if you didn't get to hear it, go back and check it out. Yeah, yeah, you need to really. They've got a great ministry in Kentucky. Well, I think what I want to do, Shelley, is I want to open up our podcast with a reading of the six things the Lord hates. Ooh. Well, you're just going right for it. We're just going to go. We're just, yeah. Shooting from the hip yeah, today. There's, there's no, uh, you know, <laughs> wading into this. Let's just go right at it, right? Exactly. All right. So six things the Lord hates is found in Proverbs chapter six, verses 16 through 19. And I want to read it. Uh, this is reading out of the English standard version. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Ooh. Oh, wow. That just pretty much covers yeah. it all. It does. <laughs> right? It does. I mean, and, and if you really had to say, what is what does that cover? What what is if you put one word in a nutshell, what is that covering? Sin. Sin. Intentional sin. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what sin is really, right? Yeah. Sin is intentional. intentional. It is. When you just literally say, you know what, Lord, I know what you want me to do, but I'm not going to. Right. Right. And you go do what you want to do. You know, that's you, sin. You read it in the, in the books, uh, you know, definition of sin, a willful transgression against a known law of God. Yeah. You know what you're not, you're, you're not supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. And instead you don't do it or you do do it. You know, whichever is you know, the case. We're born, I don't care what anyone says, we are born to know and understand. I mean, I'm not saying a baby, but I'm saying, you know, kids know when they're doing something wrong because mm-hmm. they hide. Yep. You know, I mean, like how many times did our kids hide from us when they knew they were doing something they weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be doing right. or sneaking around? Right. You know, it's right. like I tell our sons all the time. One of our sons always says to us, you are always so much harder on me than you were on, on my brother. And I'm like, yeah, because you snuck around. <laughs> you know, if you wouldn't have snuck around, I wouldn't have had any reason to, yeah. you know, think you were up to something. Yeah. 
And plus, so, I just tell him we liked him better than we yeah, did you. No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him that, though, but just to get him off my case. But anyway, well, hey, we do want to talk about this thing called sin because, to be honest with you, as a pastor, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing yeah. with in the world today. And to be honest with you, as a Christian, yeah. we're dealing with this. Well, and I don't think it's anything new, but I think it's so in our faces anymore. Oh my. It's so in our faces. Everywhere. You can't you can't watch TV, you right. can't listen to the radio, you right. can't drive down the road and the billboards, you can't you can't go into the grocery store through the checkout aisles. Mm-hmm. You everywhere you go, it is in your face. Yeah. And and the thing about it is is that we're 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 taught, we're told, we read about this idea of sin and how really we're to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I, I can't remember, but I believe it's in John where he says that you're to flee from it, run. Yeah. Flee, and that right? word flee means to run. Yeah, you literally turn and run from it. Yeah. Right? And and I like what first Thessalonians four uh verses three through eight. I want to read those real quick, uh, what they say. It said, Is it it is God's will that you should be sanctified, which means sanctified means just to be set apart. Yeah. Right? We shouldn't we shouldn't look like the world. Right. Now, I'm not talking about dress. Right. I'm not talking about hairstyles. I'm not talking about tattoos. No, I'm not talking about all that nonsense stuff. I'm there's talking a way about... to look. Right. And there's a way, and I'm, trust me, I am all about, you don't have to look the part. Right. If you have listened to our past podcasts. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, I'm not about looking the part. Exactly. We're just talking about setting ourselves apart. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes up and is talking to you, they know yes. you're a Christian. If anyone's ever said to you, man, I would have never guessed you were a Christian. There's okay, something wrong. You, better, you better be checking yourself. Yeah, exactly. So it says, it, it is verse uh, chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. And you should avoid sexual immorality, folks. That is a commandment. Yeah. That is not a suggestion. Nope. That is not a, hey, you know, if you if you feel like doing it today. Right. It's not like the speed limit when no. you see it. It's a, that's a suggestion. Right. I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a suggestion. Your blinkers are not a suggestion whether you're going to turn right. left or right. Yeah, exactly. It's just like what this is saying. Yeah. Avoid sexual immorality. Avoid sexual immorality that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lusts like the pagans who do not know God. And, and remember, Paul's in in this writing. Paul is writing to a, a group that has become a believer in, in, in of the faith, believer in Christ, yeah. and so they're they're exiting this pagan lifestyle and entering into this one. So he's comparing it to it. He's saying, "Don't be like that." So he goes on in in verse six, and that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish. All those who commit such sins, folks, there is a punishment to well, sin. There's always a repercussion. It's either going to be positive or negative. If you've done something positive, mm-hmm. you're going to have a positive repercussion. Yes. If you and I guess, I don't know, repercussion sounds like a negative word, but there's always consequences. There is. There is. If nothing it goes unseen by God, and that's scriptural. I don't know where it's at, but nothing goes unseen by God. Exactly. And I would just say, to to add to all this, is that... Look, pastors are not exempt from this. Exactly. We, we, we live in the same world and we're dealing with the same evils and such like that. So pastors are not exempt. So when I'm talking here, I'm talking to Christians. Yeah. We're all we're to all be like this. this. Together. Mm-hmm. So verse uh, seven, he goes on to uh, verse, 
latter part of six, he says, um, the Lord will punish all those who commit uh, such sins as we told you and warned you before. So it's not the first time you heard this, guys. So then he goes on verse seven, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Yeah. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. And I want to, I want to just add something to this, this, this thing where it says, you know, that, uh, but we're to live a holy life. That holy life that we're to live is in Christ, allowing mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to dwell through us and within us. Right. That's not a lifestyle that we need to go out and check the boxes right. and, and 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 use our own resources and do our own thing. This is literally talking about being sourced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you, it's not being perfect. Right. Because when we think of being perfect in this world today, mm-hmm. you know, you think of those models or, you know, that's not perfect right. is what the Bible's talking about. Right. Perfect is if you are being used by God and doing what God wants you to do, yes. you're in his perfect will. And Amen. that is what he's talking about as being perfect. Yeah. So holy life is living and giving your life to God and doing what he wants you to do. Amen. So when we go back and we look, Shelly, we look at the sins, there's certain sins that seem acceptable today, isn't there? Oh, my word. And it's so, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It literally breaks my heart. I don't understand people today. I don't understand their thought process in, in sin. I don't. And I think we've prefaced all this with the six things that the Lord hates. And we've read 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8. Now, I want you to understand, too, in reading this, this is God's word. This is not something we make up. No. This is God's word. This has been given to us over the centuries and has been kept pure, has been kept to 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 the uh, the content of of you know uh, the, throughout the years, I mean we we understand what was what was written back then is is still trans uh, uh, um, you know transliterated today. Yeah. It's here. It's still today. And this is God's word. This is not you know it's not some rules that we made up to be no. in a club. No. This is just this is God's word. This is something to give, be given to us for us to be able to live a lifestyle to live holy and righteous, to live as, as, as vessels to be used by the Holy spirit. Yeah. Right. And so understanding that there are just some things and listen, we're not going to do an exhausted list of sins really, but, but the reason we're going to bring up a couple of them today is because this is, we're seeing this in the church. Yeah. This is not supposed to be. Yes. Okay. We're, we live in a fallen world. So the the world that we live in and we look out there at, yes, we see that out there. We, we probably should expect to see that out there. Mm-hmm. That's what we're to go out and minister and, right. and share the gospel That's with them. the sick that we talk about right. that we need to minister to. Exactly. So we should be going out there and sharing the gospel with them. And so their lives can be changed for, for Christ. Yeah. But we're seeing this in the church yeah. and not just seeing it in the church. It's becoming acceptable. It is. It is. I, you know, I can't tell you. Well, I'll just give you an example. You know, you scroll through Facebook and you see friends that are going away with their boyfriends for the weekend because they just needed a getaway. Mm -hmm. They just needed time away. 
And this was just such a great weekend with their boyfriend. And, and can I just add something? Look, I get it. We all need some time away. Yep, we, we all want to get time away with our yeah. special significant person in our life. But there, there are things that God in, 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 in structure that's, that God has set up for us to be able to maintain a pure and holy and yeah. righteous lifestyle. And when we start breaking those and because we need the time to get away, because we need whatever, you know, we're exhausted. Well, you give. Yes. You're you start giving. lowering the bar. You do. You start. Right? Okay. Well, you start justifying mm-hmm. it. I'm tired. I need some time away. I'm, I've had a rough mu- year. We've all had a rough year. Yes. I get it. Yes, yeah. you did have a rough year. Yes. But, and then to top that all off, you scroll down through the comments of Christian friends. And I, and these people claim to be Christians. These people claim to be Christians that are going away with their boyfriends or girlfriends. And the people that are commenting claim to be Christians. And they are saying, oh, I'm so glad you had a great time. Right. What? what? I know. I know. Oh, that just like, it's like a punch in the gut. It, it's I, and disheartening. I really truly want to just pick up the phone, call them and say, what are you doing? Right. By saying, I'm so glad you had a great time. Look, here's, here's what we'll get. We're going to get flack, uh, flack for we this. Are. We are. We're going to get I flack. Know. And that's, an, I understand. But here's, here's what we'll get. We'll get the statements back to us. Well, well, hey, I'm just trying to show Jesus's love. Okay. You know what? No, that's not, that's Jesus's not showing love. Jesus's love. Mm-mm. Sorry. That's Jesus not. would not go up to the lady at the, at the well and say, I know you had a rough year. Yeah. Going back to your, your living boyfriend. Yeah. Your living and, husband and, or whatever. You know, I'm glad you had a great weekend with him last month. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would not say that. No, he just wouldn't. No. No. So this is some of the things we're dealing with and we're seeing in the church. So so one of those things we're seeing, seeing is, I'm just going to call it out, we're seeing this, this dynamic of premarital sex. People living together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll just give it a try. Well, that was our second thing. I can't thing. tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Premarital sex goes with living together, though. Well, it does. <laughs> because I'm sorry. You tell me she's going to live upstairs and I'm going to live downstairs. Yeah. Good come on. Yeah. Seriously. I know. You know, the temptation's real. And yeah. you can't, You no, that's too, that is Look, they're, they're, pushing the envelope. I get you. And there might be, there might be somebody that's listening to this podcast that says, no, we did it. We did it. Okay, kudos. Yeah. Kudos. But you are not of the norm. (laughs) No, you're not. Okay. And why would you push the envelope? Why Why would you stand on the edge of the the cliff? Right. And say, okay, this is as far as I can go. I'm going to go this far. Why would you do that? That is, that's not even. God says to even abstain from it. Right. You know, if it looks like it could cause you to fall, Mm -hmm. don't go there. What does it say? First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8, verse 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Yeah. Church, sexual immorality. That's it right here. Premarital sex is sexual immorality. And, and the thing about it is, is that certain people, I think, or all people, I think, really maybe don't come to the understanding of what this is truly about. When you give yourself or when you come into that that relationship, that sexual relationship with somebody else, you are giving part of you to them. Yeah, you are. It is literally, you're becoming you a union. a soul tie. A soul tie. An un, if it's out of God's will, it's an ungodly soul tie. And guess who will use that ungodly, 
ungodly soul tie. Oh, the, the enemy. enemy. In every way Every possible. way. Every way possible. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing today, right? We're seeing this in the church. It's and just becoming acceptable. Let me just say this, too, about ungodly soul ties. They can be broken. Amen. They can be broken. Yeah. So if you've even, if you've fallen into this category and you, you find yourself being pulled continuously back to that boyfriend, back to that girlfriend, mm-hmm. it's because you have an ungodly soul tie. Right. And it needs to be broken, severed and burnt. Right. I mean, like broken. And yeah. it can be done. It can be. And, and it needs to be. Yeah. To be free. Right. To you be cannot, forgiven, you cannot be free. freely give yourself to your spouse right. if you have ungodly right. soul ties in your background. Right. So, so there's two of them we just talked about. We talked about the premarital sex, and we've talked about living together. Yeah. These are things that are just becoming common. It is. In, in the church. You know, I even see people buying houses together that claim to be Christians. Yeah. They're buying a house together. Okay. Not married. Not married. It know, just has catastrophe written all over it. Well, you're not positioning yourself for the blessings. You're yeah. not positioning yourself in the in, into the will of God. Yeah. And that's really what this is it truly comes down to, doesn't it? And that's what as a pastor, but as a Christian, as a brother and sister in Christ, yeah. this is what we want to help people do. You know, you ever talk to people and people will say, man, why does life seem so good for you? Why do you seem, why does it seem like, you know, you fall in a, in a, in a bucket of manure and you come out smelling like roses? Well, maybe it's because what we've tried to do is to honor God in our yeah. life yeah, in every way. And every I'm not way. saying, you know, everything's going to be peachy no, when you not. honor God. It's not, it's going to be tough. It's going to, there's going to be hard times. God doesn't say that our lives will be, right. you know, all you know, I don't know. What's that saying? Bed of roses. Bed of roses. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but you do put Mm -hmm. yourself in a position that God can bless you when you honor him, when you honor your bodies, when you honor your, your lifestyle. Yeah. Let me, let me jump to another one. So there's two of them we've talked about premarital sex. We've talked about living together and we truly have talked about the idea of, of how that's just not to be but we're seeing it in the church today. Yeah. And it's it's so difficult on past. Okay, let me give you a scenario, okay? So so you have a, a, a couple that comes and says, hey, uh, we're, we're living together. We want to get married, okay, as a pastor. And as a pastor, as a minute, I'm, I'm going to start with, okay, we've got to address that. Yeah, you have to. Okay, and they get mad at you because you're addressing it. Yeah. Okay, but that couple has both of their families, their moms and dads. They attend the church, and they're we're well to do in the church. They they know that I mean, they've been here for years, right? And they get upset with you because you're addressing that with their their mm-hmm. boy, their daughter and son. Yeah. And they leave. Yeah. It, that's what we're seeing that's today. That's exactly what we're seeing. You're, How you're dare upset. You judge my yes. son or and, daughter, and it's not judging. We're fruit inspectors. Yes. You know, when the fruit doesn't line up with what you say, if you, okay, are you a Christian? We're That's the hold, first question. But we're to hold people accountable. Yeah. We truly are. Why, why would I want, why would I sit there and watch you go to hell? Right. How, how does, how is that loving? Yeah. How is that loving? Yeah. I don't want that. Listen, it's not me to pronounce judgment on you. That will be Jesus. Right. Right. But, but it's, we're talking about literally calling it out and saying, Hey, we've got to address this. Well, what you're doing? What's that thing? That statement? Love the sin. Love the sinner. Hate the sin. Yeah, but it's no more. No, 
What no. is it? You know, that's not even um, a Christian. Uh, it's not even in the Bible. But I found this this uh, column that I want to read mm-hmm. to you guys because it was so good. And it just kind of lays it out there when it talks about loving the sinner and hating the sin. Many Christians use a cliche, love the sinner, hate the sin. This saying is not found in the Bible in so many words. However, Jude 1, and 23 contains a similar idea. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. What does that say? Even hating the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Mm. That means even the past things that you did and hung around with or, you know, you should not even be entertaining no. anything that caused you to sin previously. Right. Get rid of it. According to this, our evangelism should be characterized by mercy for the sinner and a healthy hatred of sin and its effects. How exactly does that work? We hate sin by recognizing it for what it is, refusing to take part in it, and condemning it as contrary to God's nature. Sin is to be hated, not excused or taken lightly. We love sinners by showing them respect, 1 Peter 2.17, praying for them, 1 Timothy 2.1, and witnessing to them of Christ. It is true. It is a true act of love to treat someone with respect and kindness, even though you do not approve of his or her lifestyle or sinful choices. It is not loving to allow a person to remain stuck in sin. So what is it saying? It's good to show respect and love. Yeah. But it's not good to tolerate. Right. You don't. You shouldn't allow a person to stay there. You got to. But that's where we're at today. See, mm-hmm. it's it's no longer uh, hate to uh, hate to sin, love the sinner. Right. It's, it's love the sinner and tolerate sin. Tolerate the sin. It is not hateful to tell a person he or she is in sin. In fact, the exact opposite are true. Sin leads to death, mm. James 1.15. And we love the sinner by speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. We hate the sin by refusing to condone, condone ignore, or excuse or it. Or excuse it. And Shelly, that's what we're seeing in the church today. It is. We're excusing, we're excusing it. it. We're tolerating Over- it. Overlooking it. Exactly. You know, oh, well, you know, hopefully they'll get it. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, here's another one that really is, is sticking out to me that we've, we're starting to see within the church. And it's really a little alarming to me uh, that we're, we're just allowing it to become part of the church. It's, it's not looked at as... In, in disdainment and and that's really the the foul language yeah uh, i i i know this is it's sad to say this but but truly i understand that we're the ones that put the value and everything on on the words mm-hmm. we're the one that puts okay this is a bad word this is a good word i get all that and words change within uh throughout centuries right. i get all of that right. you know what used to be uh, a, a word back then used as, as, as something is is kind of a uh, a derogatory thing today, right. right? But but we're talking about some foul language, and I, I like what sa- what it says in Ephesians four twenty nine. It says, "Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, yeah. but only what is helpful for building up others by according uh, up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen." And and so that's the question we have to ask. We're not seeing that anymore. Mm-mm. I I can't. Gosh, I hate to say this. 
I've been cussed out. Yeah, I know. By someone who was a Christian, quote, quote. So they say, yeah. I've, I've been cussed out. I know, it's awful. You, I'm like... You'd be surprised how now, people... Now, I know, that, I know that some people say, oh, well, you know, I've, I've even been... Um, this unwholesome talk is not just foul language as far as like cuss words. This is also gossip. Gossip. This is things that are going behind on, on behind closed doors over in the corners. The people are talking and they're they're making false accusations mm-hmm. or they're saying ne- negative nasty things. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but pastors tend to be the, a, the, a target <laughs> for this some, some re- for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And 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 let me just tell you this, Christians are becoming more of a target for this yeah. today. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you understand it? I, I heard this from a friend of mine. His son, uh, one of his friends from school, uh, was over at his house, and, and he introduced his dad, uh, and he said, yeah, my dad's a pastor. And the boy looked at him and said, oh, you're, you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> being a Christian, being a pastor, now you're racist. It, this is unwholesome talk. Right. This is nonsense stuff. Well, because you're taking that word mm-hmm. and using it. Yeah. That word has changed. It's changed. Oh, my We need word. to look up the definition of racism. Yeah, we really do. Because we're using it way too much for yeah. everything else. So anyway, so, okay, so these are just really four. And remember, we could go maybe through, there's an exhaustive list. Oh, my list. goodness. Homosexuality oh, is Lord being... Have mercy tolerated yes. and acceptable. Yes. Well, we have to love them. Of course you have to yes. love them. Of course you have to love. You know, but that we is don't by tolerate. above all things. But you ha- you can't let them stay there. You've got right. to, you know, encourage them and talk to them about, you know, what who they are in Christ. Yep. God did not design them for a woman and a woman to be together or a man and a man to be together. Well, and here's the reason why. I mean, you have to go back, and again, we use the, the Word of God as the authoritative guide for, yeah. for, for our lives, right? Yeah. And we truly believe what it says is of God. So you go back into Genesis, first in Genesis 1, and where we see Adam and Eve being created. Yeah. Now, the word for Adam in the Hebrew is ish, and we're in the word for, uh, yeah, the word for um, uh, Eve is isha. Here's what's so interesting about that. So what God looked and said, okay, so when he looked down upon earth and he saw man, that's Adam, when he sees man. Humankind. Uh, it's humankind. It's not Adam. Yeah. It's, it's Adam. It's humankind. And so when he looks down, he says, that's not good. They, 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 need, they need a soulmate. They need a helpmate. He needs right? a helper. Right? Yeah. He needs a helper. He does, it's not good for him to be alone. Right. So what he does is he lays Adam asleep. Okay? We read this. Lays Adam asleep. And it says in the scripture, it says it took, he took a, a, a rib. Well, actually, in, in the Hebrew, that word rib is not in there. Actually, the word there is Tesla. Uh, mm-hmm. Tesla, I think yeah. it is, but it's Tesla. spelled where it's ses, ses, anyway. And that word is um, actually is the word for half. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he took half of, of 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 Adam, humankind, and he created Eve. Yeah. Okay. And so each man, Adam, Isha is is woman. Eve, right? Is woman. And what he did then. And see, he took half and made one and then from the one and took half of him and made the other. Okay. But here's what's really interesting about this. In the name uh, for, for each, for Adam, there's one letter in the Hebrew that's not in there that's found in Isha. When you look at Isha, there's one letter in Isha that's not found there that's in each, Adam. 
So what you have now is, is you have when these two come together. So, the, so let me just put it this way. The one letter in Ish is Yod. It's, it's pronounced Yod. The one letter in Isha is uh, Way. Hey. Hey, sorry. Hey. Right? So you got Yod and Hey. When you put those two words together, they pronounce Yahweh. Yep. Do you know what Yahweh is? God. God. It's over 6,500 times yeah. the name Yahweh appears in the Old Testament. Okay? And, and so what we see is that is this. When man and woman come together, they actually complete the image, the of, image God. of God. Uh, yeah. Genesis chapter 1, verses so 25. Good. That is chapter so good. 25, where it says, we, you know, we uh, created man in our image. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's created us in our image. Shelly, two guys cannot create the image of God. Two women cannot come together and create the image of God. The enemy has hijacked Hijacked. this. Yes. The enemy is hijacking our identity. People, they're so confused in knowing who they are. You know, they don't know if they're a woman or a man. People are getting up and and saying, okay, I think I'm going to just be a they. Yes. You know, there's a group even called a they. Yeah. And it, you're not a they, you're not an it. God created you, man or woman. He or she. He or she. That's it. There's nothing, there's no way you can change no. that. Right. There's none. And, and so this is the things that we're seeing in the church. And this is, this is the things that pastors are dealing with. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, 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 and let me just say this. This is the things that Christians are dealing yeah. with. Yeah. And people don't know how to respond because it's hard I, I know. because it's so acceptable. You have these groups that are encouraging and promoting and, you know, support groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is mind blowing. It, it is, is mind blowing. You, you know, you sometimes just don't know how to approach it. You know what? Just love, mm-hmm. just love them. Don't, don't tolerate it. You know, mm. love them. Stay true to the word of God. Yeah, yeah. Stay true to your identity. Yes. Because that's what the enemy wants to hijack. He wants to hijack your identity. And he wants to hijack not just your identity. He wants to hijack your morals. Yeah. And this is what the church is coming he against He wants to today. hijack your heart, and, your mind. Yes. But can I just say this? And this is going to blow some people's minds. We're actually seeing this coming from the pulpit yeah. today as well. This hijacking, this false teachings, this acceptance of immorality, sin. And that's what this is. Yeah. And it is so alarming today. It's very alarming. You know, it's it's heartbreaking. I can't imagine, you know, the heart of Jesus and what he feels when he sees that happening in the churches today. And, you know... Not just from the pulpit, but in the pews. Yeah, you know, it's 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 all around. But I will say this, and I, I hope this is encouraging. Though I want to encourage pastors today, I want to encourage Christians yeah. today. I want to say this to you. Matthew twelve uh, thirty six says, "But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word that you have spoken." Pastors, Christians, listen. Make your words be full of love and grace and mercy. Let it be of truth. Let it be the thing that really, truly, uh, uh, because remember, we will be held accountable for every careless word that we speak. 
Right. So let it be the, the truth that resonates from you. Yeah. Stay true to this. Join forces of like-mindedness. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. Amen. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can Amen. bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing we've got to realize. You know, people say, oh, it's so hard. It's so tough. I just don't know what to do. You know what? God's, he's going to provide you a way out. You betcha. Because it, it says God's word commands us to be bold. Yeah. Yes. Be bold. Yes, it does. Be bold. Don't listen. I understand you. There are people that are going to be offended. The word of God. Listen, I don't want them to ever be offended by Rod Kincaid. Right. But if they're going to be offended by the word, that's what I want them offended yeah. by. Yeah, because the word will offend you. Yeah, it will. Because it'll it'll check you. It will. Yep. It'll, you know, it sharpens you. Yep. You know, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, in yeah. Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty, this is a commandment. Yep. From God. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything, yeah. not just some things, yeah. not just the little things, Amen. but everything I have commanded you. And surely I will, I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's not just with you today right. or with you tomorrow. That's till the end of your life. Yeah. And, and I'll say this. If we understand our identity and if we are living, allowing the Holy Spirit, we are vessels allowing the Holy Spirit to source us and source through us, right? I love what 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says. 10, 13, I'm sorry. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God <laughs> is faithful. Did you? I did. He will not let you be tempted beyond <laughs> what you can bear. Yep. That's a good verse, you, though. You will not be tempted. You can't be. Right? No, you won't be. Yeah. God will always give you an out. Always. You know, always. if we could even say this today, I know this has been a tough, deep subject, but man, if there's ever a time that you would need, if you want to talk further about this, yeah. man, reach out to us. We would love to, yeah. to meet with you or, you know, FaceTime with you or something, wherever you're at. You know, if you have questions about this, if you're having a hard time dealing with stuff like this, reach out to us. No condemnation. No. You know, none. None at We're all. We're here to help and walk through and, Amen. and just give advice and journey with you. Yeah. You know, Amen. we really want to journey with you. The enemy is trying so hard to hijack the church today. Yeah. Shall I use an example in my sermon a couple, couple weeks ago? Um, if you guys remember, there's a guy named Todd Beamer and he was on one of the airplanes that were hijacked on nine 11. Mm, yeah. And he was the one that, uh, actually was the one that was headed to the white house and, and literally him and a group of guys got together on that plane and made the determination that they were going to bust into that cab and take over the plane. Yeah. Now we, we understand, we know the results of that. But how many lives did they save? Right. Uh, that where that plane didn't go into the White House. How you know our president wasn't there, of course, but uh, at that time. But but other people that were in that White House. How many lives did they they save that day? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that I remember the most about that story is when they're getting ready to make that decision, that life altering, life changing, life ending decision. 
Todd Beamer looks at everybody and he says, let's roll. Yeah. Let's roll. And I think we have a church that is trying to be hijacked today. And I think the church needs to look at one another and go, let's roll. Let's roll. roll. Yeah, that's good. Let's roll. Yeah. Well, this has been deep. Mm -hmm. This has been been uh, hard uh, conversation, but it's one that's been needed. It's been heavy on our hearts. It has been. It's something that we as pastors have been dealing with Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. Uh, It's a long time coming. And uh, we need to have this conversation. We understand that there are going to be some that listen to this podcast and didn't agree. And that's okay. That's fine. I'll be glad to have a conversation with you. We would love to. Yeah. Would love would to have love a conversation to. with you. Uh, I'd like for that conversation to be uh, cordial. Sure. Uh, I'd like for us to be respectful to one another. Well, we're Christians. Um, if we're Christians, we should absolutely should. But exactly. even if you're not a Christian and you still want to have this conversation. We'll be glad to we talk. Would be la- yeah, we would love that. We really would. But I hope that what it's done, though, is is maybe helped people out there that's listening going, man, I'm not alone. Yeah. I thought I was the one going crazy here. I'm just thinking all these things. that This isn't right. What we're seeing in our world, what we're seeing in the church. So it's exciting to see uh, what uh, um, you know what can be taken from this and, and hopefully encouraged uh, pastors and, and Christians, uh, congregations, yeah. members. And, and listen, can you, can, you, can you do us a favor? If you're kind of you know, on board with what we've been talking about here today and, and kind of been seeing the same things, I mean, would you just be praying that much more for your pastor? Yeah. Would you just be lifting him Pray up or her church. up? Pray and, for your pastor. Yeah. And would you maybe just even just go and take him out to lunch, him or her, and, and just say, man, I just want you to know I, I'm, I'm, I'm in your corner. Yeah. I'm, I'm supporting you. I'm loving you. I'm praying for you. What can I do? Matter of fact, get involved. Yeah. If you're not involved in your church. Um, be a prayer partner for your pastor. Exactly. Pastors, can I just say this? If, if maybe you've sensed yourself kind of starting to walk away from the truth and trying to justify a little bit of things because you've been scared of losing that family member or losing that whatever, you know, tither or whatever. Uh, can I just encourage you be bold, stay strong, stay strong. God will, he is faithful Yeah, and you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Well, Hey Shelly, this has been fun. Look forward to our next, uh, uh podcast, yep. but, uh, we're going to get off of here now. And, uh, As always, man, it's always good to sit across the table and just get to look at you for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. We don't do that very often, do we? We don't. We're pretty busy. Yeah. But, hey, I love you. And thanks for being uh, on this podcast with me. Sure. Hey, we we love you guys. We are grateful that you listen. Uh, Please uh, share and like and follow and subscribe and do all those kind of things you need to do on social medias and and on podcasts, uh, iTunes and and SoundCloud and all that stuff. But uh, until next time, uh, boy, it's been good to, to be with you guys. God bless.